0: Crush your menopause sugar cravings in time for warm weather fun with all-natural Bossa Bars Menopause Energy Bars. Delicious, keto, and intermittent fasting friendly. These bars help women manage weight and energy during all stages of the pause. Try them at bossabars.com. That's B-O-S-S-A bars.com and save 10% with code KATIE10. Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. Here's a statement that may surprise you. You don't have to gain weight as you age. Are you with me? Or thinking, hard no, what on earth is she talking about? I'm guessing that a lot of you are shaking your head thinking hard no, because I recently saw a stat that said weight gain is a pain point for more than 75% of all midlife women. So what's the deal? If aging doesn't automatically cause us to gain weight, yet so many of us struggle with unwanted weight gain in midlife, what exactly is going on? I have good news. My guest today is gonna help us figure this out. I'm joined by Heidi Skolnick, one of the country's leading exercise science and human nutrition experts. Heidi is a sports nutritionist at the Women's Sports Medicine Center at Hospital for Special Surgery in New York City. She oversees performance nutrition at the Juilliard School and the School of American Ballet. She spent 15 years helping the New York Met. She's worked with the New York Giants. She has written numerous books and she is here to talk about her latest, the New York Times bestseller, The Whole Body Reset, your weight loss plan for a flat belly, Optimum health and a body you'll love at midlife and beyond, which she co-authored with Stephen Perine. Welcome, Heidi. Hey, it's great to be here. I'm so excited to dive into this topic with you. I did a an Instagram poll of my uh, listeners and asked them what they wanted to see covered over the summer, and nutrition and midlife weight gain was on the top of the list. So. I feel so um, excited to explore this with you and, and to, to dive into this book. And one of the reasons why I'm excited is because you make a pretty revolutionary promise in the Whole Body Reset, right? That simple changes to the way we uh, eat can reverse and halt age related uh, age related weight gain and muscle loss. Um, I want to dive in by doing a little myth busting, right? You know. We think that uh, slowing metabolism and weight gain is inevitable in midlife. Is this a myth? Help us bust it if it is. Okay, busted. <laughs> so.
1: For sure, many of us believed and have heard, you know, oh, our metabolism slows as we age, and that's why it is just inevitable. And I have to say, I even bought into that for years. Um, but a revolutionary study came out last year that was very substantial and disproved that our metabolisms work just fine. Thank you. Um, right? We are still humming along from our 20s to our 60s. So it is not metabolism, but there is a reason why we gain weight.
0: What is that? Because I'm I'm starting to feel like it might be the bag of Lay's potato chips I ate at lunch. Does that have anything to do?
1: But what really happens is that it's it's a natural part of aging. As we get older, we begin to lose muscle. So starting around 30 to 40 years of age, we we lose we lose a little bit less than one percent per year. So between 40 and 60, that's a significant amount of muscle to lose. And the other thing that happens is that we become what's called anabolically resistant. And I know that's a big word, but really what it means is that, you know, when you're younger, you drink a glass of milk and you're growing and that eight grams of protein gets turned into muscle. Like you don't have to do much and you're just, you're all muscle. But when we get older, our body goes, Eh, I'm not really going to work that hard. You know, I don't, I'm going to, or I'm going to make it work harder, really. And it says, I want, I need more protein and I need more protein, more often protein timing. So we need 25 to 30 grams of protein per meal in order to press that muscle building
0: button. And what does that look like in terms of what's on our plate? What does ter- 25 to 30 grams of protein kind of add up to in terms of steak or, you know, other sure. protein rich food?
1: Um, I think that's really important because it's not a lot. It's, it's actually not a lot. This is not a high protein diet. It's an adequate protein diet that's distributed throughout the day because most people will eat about 60% of their protein at night. And they might have for breakfast, for instance, um, you know, oatmeal. Which they think is, oh, this is nutritious, I'm really trying to eat eat well. And it clearly is nutritious, but there's not a lot of protein in that. And certainly if you're somebody who you know gets a croissant and um, you know a cup of coffee, there's no protein in that. So protein foods include things like Greek yogurt or eggs or cottage cheese or regular cheese, or locks. I'm from New York, so I got to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, or protein powder that you could put into a smoothie, um, milk, but it's having enough. So if you grab a small yogurt and think, that's my breakfast, you're still not getting enough. You have to hit that 25 grams, right? And you have to hit it in the morning, midday, and nighttime.
0: Okay. So that is that is fascinating because I- I love um, Greek yogurt, but I also love oatmeal, and now I know which one to prioritize to start my day. I... Well, the deep is... Sorry. No, no, no. no. I, that's okay. I was just going to say, like I, but I didn't recognize the importance of how the protein gets distributed. And I know that that is a big uh, building block of your book. You have a chapter on what you call, quote, the age-defying magic of protein timing. And I want to hear a little bit more about, you know, what that exactly is and how does that work? Is is it as simple as, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or is there more to it?
1: Well, I also want to go back and just add to what you said, like, how do you prioritize? The truth is you, you can have oatmeal and yogurt, you know, I think as we get older and as our weight shifts and we live in such a diet culture, we keep thinking less have to eat less, but we need to eat, we need to eat enough. We need most women actually probably need to eat more or again, distribute what they eat more evenly throughout the day. And so you can have oatmeal and yogurt because one's a starch and a whole grain, which we need and filled with fiber, which we need along with that protein. I mean, you, you know, that would be like having eggs and toast, right? It's not like one or the other. You can have eggs and toast, Um, So you you prioritize both.
0: Okay, so this is really good news because I like, as I said, I like both. So I'm delighted to hear that they could both be, you know, jumpstarting my morning. We're going to be heading into a quick commercial break, Heidi. But when we come back, I want to hear a little bit more about how you might design a a perfect plate uh, with protein. Rosebud Women crafts beautiful, organic, sexual wellness and intimate self-care products to support women in midlife. Their Honor Everyday Bomb is a magical vulvar and vaginal moisturizer with Basso Bolo to build back skin resilience. I use it and absolutely love it. Arouse, the only three-in-one stimulating serum available on the market, enhances sensation and a woman's own lubrication. Rosebud Women also offers award-winning body care products crafted to address the top needs of women of a certain age. I use the anoint oil on both my face and body daily. It is silky, smooth, and deeply hydrating. Join Rosebud Women in a lifestyle of deep self-reverence. A certain age listeners who use the code KATIE10 at checkout receive 10% off their purchase. That's katie I E one zero. Head to rosewoman.com for beautiful sexual wellness and intimate care essentials. Heidi, we're we're back. When we went into the break, we were talking about the magic of protein timing, how it needs to be distributed throughout the day, how you can um, build, um, you know, the sort of uh, a system of, of protein intake throughout your day, and how many women need to be eating more than they think they do. Uh, your book has a lot of recipes. We're not going to be able to get to them all today, but you know, think, l- l- help us think through uh, how we put together different meals throughout the day.
1: Well, it's really a very balanced plate. So this diet is very inclusive. There's no one one food, no magical times, you know, really, whether you are vegan, vegetarian, carnivore, you know, whatever your preference, you will find your way because again, it's about hitting that adequate amount of protein. It is including fiber Um, fiber is really important to our gut health, which is another thing we care about as we age and helps how we absorb the nutrients. Like you and I can both eat blueberries, but we're not going to necessarily get the same nutrients from it. We want to keep our gut healthy. You know, we care about having fruits and vegetables, not only for their fiber, but because they really are anti-inflammatory and fat is inflammatory muscle needs, you know, we, we can build more muscle when we squelch some of that inflammation. And again, we really care about building, maintaining that muscle that we have. Um, you know, you had asked this before, and I think I had pivoted to, to respond to something else. I want to circle back to say, you know, muscle is so important because it's really our function and our health. Our muscle is the thing that helps our mobility. Keeping adequate muscle helps our bone health. So important as we age. It is more muscle is related to our brain health and cognitive function. It's what helps stabilize our blood sugar. It's related to cholesterol and hypertension or, you know, better, better management of our blood pressure. It's just related to so many health outcomes. So this goes, of course, we all care about our aesthetic, but this goes beyond our aesthetic to really our health, our well being and our function as we age. We want to be functional. We wanna do things, you know, like for yeah. me it might be climbing mountains and for someone else it might be climbing stairs or biking or, you know, playing with your grandkids or going to work, you know, whatever it is that you love to do.
0: Yeah, just even carrying your groceries or lifting the suitcase yeah. on an airplane into the overhead bin. You know, you need to uh, you need to be able to live your life and and, and, and you know, muscles that it it independently. Can- Exactly, and that's that's the goal is healthy vibrant aging. So we you know you shared at the top of the show that there's a decrease of forty you know to sixty percent of your muscles and the you know the link between uh, adequate protein intake to, to sort of power those. So I have two questions. My first question is the uh, protein intake. You know, where do you land on food versus powders? Is one preferable than the other? Is it a hybrid? I think that food first is always good because you're getting more than one nutrient.
1: When you eat a whole food, you know, most foods provide us with vitamins, minerals, if it's plant-based phytonutrients. Um, you know, so there's lots of reasons to eat whole foods, but also practically protein powders can be really, really helpful in helping us to meet our protein needs or to, bridge a gap between kind of the food we're comfortable eating and how much more we want to have, or depending on where you are, the timing in your day, you know, access, all of that. So I'm all for protein powders. We Again, we include that as an option in the book and in recipes that we have in the book. So I don't think we have to be all or none about anything. Um, I think it's what work different things work for different people. Some people don't like to use protein powders, but they certainly have been shown to be effective. And for some people, if they are doing, we can talk about you know movement and exercise and what makes sense at this age. So after resistance training, some strength training, having a protein powder is a really great way to help maximize.
0: Great. That- yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, and, you know, I haven't incorporated protein powders into my diet, but you've gotten me curious about it because, you know, sometimes you're on the run and I do, you know, sometimes find myself eating bars and other things. And, um, you know, I could be adding protein powders to my, to my oatmeal that we talked about. Exactly, I
1: was just going to say that that's a yeah. great option.
0: You can, or like yeah. into smoothies and other things, or maybe you can incorporate them into solids and just kind of get like a one, two punch and kind of, you know, level up the food that you're eating. Um, I, I, I definitely I definitely want to uh, dive into some of the exercise, too, but the second part of the question that I was was thinking about in terms of you know is it is it food? is it is it powders? Um, the second part of the question is you said twenty five to thirty grams of protein is the goal, but you know women come in all shapes and sizes. So is this just a universal standard, or does this uh, vary based on maybe your weight or your race or your level of overall fitness? And how do you figure it out for yourself, besides reading your book?
1: <laughs> right, um, that really hits the majority of people. Certainly if you're much smaller, you can have a little bit less. And if you're much bigger, you might need a little bit more, you know, like my ballerinas that I work with, um, versus the football players. Um, so, you know, there is a range, but this really this really covers the majority of the people. The actual number, I believe it's 0. 0.4 grams per kilogram of body weight per meal, if you really want to get that specific. We don't, we, we wanted to keep this as um, easy and doable and accessible as possible. So we went where the majority of the people are going to fall in that range.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um, yeah. And so I think that's one thing that I'm really proud of in terms of feedback that I have heard is that people, and in fact, I, doctor's offices are now using this and part of their counseling because it's just very easy and straightforward and very doable it's very inclusive we're not again cutting out food groups and making it you know where it's hard to socialize or using special foods that you really can't get access to it it's you know we don't want to over complicate it but yeah. there are some very science-based recommendations that matter. And most recommendations out there are for younger people. Every study that we looked at and we used in our in the whole body reset is was done on people in our age group. And I think that's really important because that's the whole point is our bodies respond differently midlife and beyond. And so looking at what some Intervention does, or just how the body works when you're we're younger, doesn't apply to
0: us. I know, and you you, you say that we really need to start eating differently. And by our mid forties and our fifties, the way we uh, eat at midlife, you know, it needs to be different from our thirties. I, I, I'm curious about, um, you know, beyond the loss of muscle, um, you know, most of the listeners on this show are women. You do in chapter five a very sort of deep dive into the gut. You give us a lowdown on belly fat. Which obviously affects men and women, but I, you know since my listeners are women, I want to hear it from you about you know what people often refer to as like the muffin top or men middle, this sort of roll of fat that starts to happen, it changes the way we dress a little bit you know is this our imagination, and in my case it's not my imagination <laughs> so I'm, I'm asking specifically you know why why is this? Why is this happening besides the loss of muscles? Does it, you know, being a woman, yeah. does the loss of estrogen play any role? Yeah. Why is it hard to get rid of? And, and you know, how can we specifically address this one core area?
1: Yeah, so you know that is something that we don't go as much into as you you know as you see in the book because we're not really addressing all the hormonal changes. We really are focused on our muscle. So there are hormonal changes that shift the way in which we lay down fat, um, which is why we begin to take on and why our risk of heart disease also increases because we begin to lay down fat a little bit more around our midsection, which is typically more not always, but you know a male pattern of um, how they lay down fat and one of the reasons they are at a higher risk for for heart disease in terms of the type of fat belly fat is. Um, so there there is a shifting of that. And you know, we we could we I could go on and on. We could do a whole other podcast on body image and body acceptance or body neutrality or, you know, how we might change, you know, how we, you know, our style and, and clothing and still feeling good. So there are, you know, there's there's skin elasticity that changes. You know, there are some changes that go on with aging um, so we could go down a different road around that, but in terms of in terms of how much and how to maintain that muscle, so you know muscle is the enemy of fat, and fat is the enemy of muscle, and we want the more muscle we have, the less fat we potentially have because um, our muscle is what is metabolically active so you know we we started this by t- talking about metabolism. Our metabolism works but because we have less muscle our metabolism may may in fact be lower but it's not because it's not working it's because we have less metabolically active tissue when we lose muscle so we want to keep that muscle we want to stay active um and we want to help continue to be able to utilize the metabolism that we have
0: right and one of the ways of doing that we've covered nutrition uh talk to me about exercise what are the specific sort of um muscle developing exercises that you recommend to your midlife clients, because you know none of us are ballerinas. What would you recommend to? <laughs> so it's
1: it's clear. I mean, we have to include resistance training. Now, some women grew up with that, but some didn't. And I think you know, especially for my generation, it was like a generation of runners. If you had, it was all about cardio, cardio, cardio. If you had sneakers, you could get on the road. You know, get on the elliptical. You know, aerobics classes. And it is important to take care of our cardiovascular health. We do have an increased risk of heart. Disease. And so we want to do that, but not exclusively that, and not for more and more and more. You know, cut back and make sure you're getting strength training two to three times a week because that's what's building your muscle, and right? So- that along with the protein. You know, if you don't exercise, what we've talked about still helps you maintain your your muscle, but you want to really maximize it, combine
0: that with strength training. And, and so this is be- this is ways, but is it could be resistance bands? Could it be even yeah. like like body weight, where you're doing yeah. like planking, so re- walk us through your, what you recommend.
1: A hundred percent. All of that works. You got to find what works for you or change it up and do different things on different days, but it can be, you know, going to a gym and using equipment. It could be free weights. It could be dumbbells. It could be resistance bands. It could be body weight. It could be Pilates or yoga. You know, it could be a class-based thing, but it's, it's some form of resistance strength training. Got it. All right. And, and, any of those, but it is really important to be doing that. Um, And that's all about muscle. You know, the third thing is balance exercises as we get older. And that doesn't feel like you're working out. You know, it's not hard and you're not sweating, but it is, it has been shown to really make a difference as we get older in terms of preventing falls. And I think when you're in your forties and fifties, you're not really thinking about fall prevention by the time you hit your sixties, I think you might be. Um, But yet incorporating that is is also important. But for muscle building, strength training for sure. And I do think a lot of women just shy away from it or haven't done it and then it's like, do I really need that? You know, if I just do more cardio, I'll be thinner. I just need to burn more calories. And that is not a good way to um to build muscle. It doesn't, you know, that doesn't build muscle and and burning more and more calories our body sort of compensates the rest of the day. It either lowers, lowers its metabolism a little bit or it there's uh, compensatory ways in which we don't expend as much energy when we actually, you know, uh, work out longer. And it, it find, we, we find that we don't really burn as much as we think. It doesn't mean you're not getting lots and lots of benefits from it. Absolutely, we do cardiovascular benefits different you know vascularization and our uh, our capacity our you know vo2 max and you know our ability to like we said take the stairs and all of that but uh, it's not great for for weight management like you might think and strength training is hugely important
0: I also love your emphasis on doing some balance training because frequent listeners to the show have will probably remember the fact that I I talk about uh, one of my guests from season one. Her name is Dr. Vonda Wright. She's an orthopedic surgeon and, um, you know, just sort of a, an expert in, in sort of um, longevity fitness. And she shared the simple hack of standing on one leg while you brush your teeth and yes. you better believe i'm doing that and i alternate legs and if you're feeling really crazy you can close your eyes and like uh-huh. i'm almost like toppling over it's yeah. it's very very hard and you realize very quickly how even doing some very simple things um can really make a difference and you needing to use your core muscles to, to keep your body upright. So it doesn't have to be, you know, I think when people hear like weightlifting or resistance training, like, you know, maybe your mental image is just like big dumbbells or even small hand weights. There's a lot of um, kind of exercises that you can do by simply using your own body. Uh, to- and you can do it, like you said, if
1: it's if you want to do it while you're watching TV. You know, then do it while you're watching TV if that makes you do it, and it, it's more enjoyable for you. You know, you don't have to go to the gym, and you you, you really it's it's really building habits like other
0: things in our life, um, and it's it's very doable. Totally, you got to sneak it in, in little bits and ways. So you have one chapter also that's called the seek the six secrets of better health. Um, We probably don't have time to dive into each one of them, but I would love it if you could share with our listeners what are sort of like a top line overview. What are these six?
1: The six secrets of better health? Yes. Or the six secrets that you have to do in order to get that better health? Because we do have six different action steps that we encourage people to do. Yeah. Um, in order to
0: you know, which we talked about fiber and um, so fiber's one. Okay, so fiber's one of the secrets, one of the actions. What, what... It or
1: not, well, muscle, dairy, and you know, it, we've got a lot of questions about the dairy, but dairy is one of those foods that again, it's very accessible, it's very affordable, and it is rich in protein, and it's rich in a an amino acid called leucine, which really seems to be like a spark plug for building muscle and so i highly you know we do include that but if you don't eat dairy we have lots of other options as well you know and of course it is calcium for our bone health so we um we we do encourage that we encourage um healthier fats again for that anti-inflammatory effect which really we're even looking at fats as it may impact the mitochondria of cells, which are the powerhouses of cells, to keep them healthy as we age, and that's really important. And and what do
0: we, and what do we need to do to do that? To get in healthy fats, no the micro, the mitochondria. So like we're taking- yeah, that's like
1: the healthy fats might really be again related to um, anti inflammation and and also perhaps its role in helping keeping the mitochondria healthy.
0: Okay, and so this is stuff like um, fatty foods like salmon. It's stuff like uh, avocado. Yeah. T- what else? Yeah. Would, what else should yeah. we be adding to the mix? Sardines. Yeah. I think I saw in one of your. Sardines are great. Sardines are actually
1: more calcium than a glass of milk. Oh. And- vitamin D. They're really powerhouse. And again, I don't think that's a food. That's a food of my parents' generation. I don't know. I love
0: sardines. I will order a sardine if I see it on the menu. No, I I remember eating them when I went to Greece years ago and I was like, what is this magical fish that nobody else likes? So I, I always get sardines. Um, this is maybe why people eat, maybe there's sardine powder. Maybe people can like sprinkle their sardines. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> maybe that's a, that's a new business idea. Um, you also have a chapter in your book, which I absolutely, you know, caught my eye. It says the whole body reset can fight disease and save your life over and over again. And I thought that is really intriguing. What do you, what do you mean by this?
1: Well, that has to do with, again, the role that our muscle plays in our health and well from our cognition, to our blood sugar, to our cholesterol, to our our bone health. You know, there's so many different things that maintaining muscle and having adequate muscle helps with that goes way beyond the aesthetic.
0: And how do you incorporate this sort of muscle building, um, you know, focus into your own life? Heidi, what do you do? Walk us through maybe what a week looks like. Obviously, it's nutrition, but are there exercises that you do that we should know about?
1: Well, starting with nutrition, it is really, and, and I'm just like everyone else. I mean, I have to make a thoughtful, you know, I, I love yogurt, pretty much yogurt and, and berries and some avocado toast pretty much every morning. But I have like five different breakfasts that I can interchange when I want to have something different so that I'm really starting my day in a muscle building mode because you can't make up for that. When you miss that window, you can't make it up. So with each meal, I make an effort, same thing. Like even if I'm, it's easy if you get a turkey sandwich, but let's say I want a salad, you know, it can't just be a sprinkle of beans. You got to hit enough. So it has to be like beans with some nuts or seeds and then maybe some cheese. Or uh, if it's going, if you're going plant-based then with tofu or, te- or you know, edamame or whatever, you have to stack it and make sure you're hitting enough. So those are two meals that I I think it, it's, uh, you have to really pay attention to make sure you're getting in. And then, I mean, I can tell you what I do. I, I often, I'm reluctant to do that because it's not about comparing. It's about finding your own path. But I do do cardiovascular a few days a week and I do strength training two or three times a week. I try to do yoga. I'm not a big yoga fan. So I've been trying to do more of that because I think it's good for my mobility um, and balance exercises. I try to do maybe just 20, 20 minutes of yoga once or twice or some stretching for you know two two times a week to really make sure that I'm, um, maintaining my flexibility and range of motion. Every now and then I take a dance class. I might go outside a bike ride or go for a hike. I try to do different things to keep it interesting, but
0: Yeah, it's getting, like, it's you know. like you're cross-training too. No, I love that. I mean, I, I understand that people have to find their own path too, but it's, I always find, I take inspiration in hearing what other people do. And sometimes I think, you know, that you can, you can add things. I I, I appreciate the fact that you said, I don't really like yoga and I'm trying to do that because I'm thinking to myself, like, I really don't like picking up heavy things, but I need to try to do that. So it's like, it's important to, to, you know, to hear that even somebody who's made a career out of fitness and nutrition is willing to, to uh, incorporate things that maybe is not her first love. Because when you hear that from other people, it makes me think, you know, gosh, I could be doing some things that I don't like to do either. So yeah, you
1: know, I, I know, I always, everyone always says, well, find what you love, you know, and I, and I get that. But you know what, I don't love everything about my job and I still show up every day. Of course. And I don't love everything about taking care of my family, but I still do what I need to do. Like it's about taking, I lo- I love myself enough to do things that are hard that I know that are good for me. And so, you know, and any one day I might not, and I don't work out seven days a week. I always make sure I take a rest and I try to balance hard easy days or whatever and listen to my body. On the other hand, you know, I, I sat on a sat on conference one day and The the speaker said, what you do now predicts your vitality in 10 years from now. And that just stuck with me because on a day I don't feel like moving. For me, my current self, I think of my future self and I go, you know what? My future self is really wants to be strong and vital and healthy. And so I'm going to get moving. I'm going to go do something. I'm going to lift something heavy.
0: That because- is such a great thing to have stuck in your brain. I mean, like this yeah. is for you know it's for future Heidi, it's for future Katie. I need I def- this is I have a confession to make right now. So w- one of the earlier guests on my show is a phenomenal uh wellness and sort of um women's health coach named Renata Joy. And she talked about strength training, and she does just a massive amount of strength training, which she started later in life. And she got me so lit up. I'm like, I am definitely taking this on. I am going to start to do this. And guess what? It's two years later and I haven't done it. So I am, you have lit me up about the fact that I need to make good on that promise to myself and invest in the ability to be on an airplane in 10 years when I'm 62 and to be able to lift my suitcase bin in and out of the thing. And I keep sort of focusing on that because I just feel like it's such a great, um, universal experience everyone's you know watched somebody with a suitcase over their head and like i don't want to mm-hmm. be the person that needs nine people to help them mm-hmm. so you know yeah. that that might happen someday that maybe that's happening in 20 years but you know i want to pick up grandchildren i want to pick up groceries you know i want to be able to do the things that um just make you and, live your life
1: and you know i will tell you that doing a squat which is like being able to sit up from a chair and sit back down with a chair and actually being able to sit up from a toilet is that is your independence eventually. I mean, it's hard to think of that when you're 60, you know, because again, but you're thinking 10, 20 years ahead, but you got to build, keep those muscles. That is your independence.
0: You have that, that is great incentive. That's actually better incentive than my, my silly suitcase story. So, <laughs> listeners, right? We all, We, you know, this is priority number one. We need to invest in our thigh muscles. So I want everyone to go out and get this book. I want you to absorb a lot of the common sense wisdom that's in it and the very practical information. I agree. I second what Heidi said is that they don't make it complicated. You make it easy to understand. And um, it really spells out some of the steps that we need to be taking. I I so appreciate you coming on to walk through the basics of some of the book with us. We are nearing the end of our time together, but I do want to move into our speed round because I really, I always enjoy ending this way. And it's just sort of a quick high energy way to end. Um, Are you ready? It's one to two word answers to these questions. Okay. Okay. Um, People don't really realize this food is a protein superfood. Greek yogurt or cottage cheese. Oh, both are good. Okay. You will always find this food in my pantry. In my pantry, beans. This item is never in my grocery cart. Mm, um, sausage. <laughs> my 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 personal favorite way to get protein in my life. Oh, I like so many different protein foods. Uh, I'm probably still going to say Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt. Greek, Greek yogurt for the win. But uh, I
1: eat, you know, but I do eat. I eat steak. I eat chicken. I eat fish. I eat hemp seeds, and you know. Plant-based. I mean, I just eat a a great variety. No, that's not quick.
0: No, that's smart. All right. You're laying your multiple gems on us. That's fine. (laughs) Everyone should have this fitness or exercise routine in their muscle building routine. Squats. Surprise. I recognize the importance of exercise, but you will never find me doing this one. Ooh. I never do. While you're thinking, I'm going to throw mine in. Swimming. I am not. I don't, I don't love going up and down lanes. No,
1: me either. I don't like swimming either, but I would not never do it. I never
0: <laughs> bungee jump, but that's not really a fitness thing. All right. I keep meaning to incorporate this into my fitness routine. Oh man. You're, you're
1: really challenging <laughs> me I try to incorporate everything, you know, like I more, more like plyometrics. Plyometrics. Where, yeah. Plyometrics is like where you're Bounding, you know, where you're doing more like if you jump up onto a box, jump down from a box, jump back up, it's more like power. Oh, which we kind of lose as we get older, some of our power, our, our. Fast switch.
0: I've seen but, that. I've seen that. You know what? I'm gonna i I'm gonna Google some of that and put some into the show notes. So when people, you know, look for the links for the show, I'll find a couple different exercises to put in there. Okay, fine. this is our last question. Your one word answer to complete the sentence. <laughs> you
1: can see I'm not good with one word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well hopefully this one's easy. As I age I feel Oh, conflicted. All right. well, this is you are the first person to say that and, and I, I I feel that. I see that. Um it's yeah, it's you know, it's there's there's the goods, the bads, the ups, the downs, the roller coasters. There's you know, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I embrace it, but it's you know, there's some really great things, and there's some things you have to grieve and let go of. It's different; it's a different phase. Absolutely, conflicted. I yeah, I think that sums it up for a lot of us, Heidi. This has been so informative so interesting and you have inspired me i'm not going to be doing this in year three saying like oh my gosh renata and heidi inspired me to start lifting weights and and doing resistance training i am making a promise to myself i'm getting to that this summer thank you start small yes thank you for for putting me in action uh but before we say goodbye how can our listeners find you your your books because you've written others and the whole body reset
1: Well, Whole Body Reset is through any place you buy books, pretty much, I believe. So all the places you buy books, you can find it. And um, you can find me at heidyskolnick.com. Fantastic.
0: Heidi, thank you so much. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. We are just a few short weeks away from our 100th show and our second birthday. That's right, a certain age is turning 2, and we are celebrating with a series of amazing giveaways, special offers and a special birthday show. Follow all the fun over on Instagram. You can find us at a certain age pod or by signing up for our free weekly newsletter Age Boldly. Sign up over on acertainagepod.com. Special thanks to Michael Mancini who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time, and until then, age boldly, beauties.